the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yep, and to think, I used to be a liberal, too. These children are influenced to believe that they may be the wrong gender. People are finally getting it because the mass media has not been reporting on this accurately. It's only through conservative-leaning and Christian outlets that are actually telling the truth about the body. The books today that you're talking about, they're just much more militant, and they're targeting even younger children. Because I know that lots of people have had it up to here. They have had it up to here with this agenda, with the targeting of their children. Our past silence as the church in America has reaped these horrific consequences that we're living through now. Yep, and to think, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news articles and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to listen to our four-minute daily commentaries right here Monday through Friday on the word Columbus at 1020 a.m., And also be sure to check out all our resources for parents who want to be watchful about the culture's influence on your kids. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. Recently, we have been telling you about a new coalition in Ohio comprised of concerned parents and citizens who want some changes in what is taught in Ohio schools. Well, that coalition is Protect Ohio Children, and one of the leaders of POC is Jonathan Broadbent, and we're pleased to have Jonathan as our guest today. He is an entrepreneur, a philanthropist. He owns multiple small businesses operating throughout the United States. He's involved in a number of charities and nonprofits, including being the chair and regional head for Northeast Ohio for Protect Ohio Children, and that covers 204 schools districts. So welcome, Jonathan, to Mission America Radio. Hi, Linda. Delighted to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm so glad that you were able to join us today. Um, There is just so much always to talk about. And I want you to start out with, um, you know, your own story about how you became engaged with the issues going on in schools now and then how you connected with and got involved in uh, Protect Ohio Children. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm always quick to point out that I really can just consider myself a regular old dad. Um, I'm in a community that that leans significantly left um, in the the short story that's now turned into this uh, 
pretty remarkable series of events. As my wife and I were notified by members in our community because we were kind of in the education realm somewhat um, of concern, concerns in March about some program that was uh, being brought into Beechwood City Schools. That's where we are, Beechwood, Ohio. It's a suburb of Cleveland. And um, the more we looked into it, the more problematic it looked. At the, um, the program was flying under the banner of a, a – it was called uh, the Color of Trauma. And the more we looked into it, the more problem we had. I ended up talking to a whole bunch of parents and then just ended up organizing a number of parents to go in and fight back. And the rest, as they say, is history. So I just sort of fell into the role um, and then from there have become a head of Protect Ohio Children. And now from that very first time of just stepping up to the podium at the school board meeting for the first time ever in my life to now I've had probably, I don't know, 35 or, or 40 or more um, meetings where I've gone up to different school boards and helped parent groups organize uh, to ask questions and fight back against uh, curriculum in school districts. And you are the perfect walking example of how this whole thing has exploded just since the beginning of this year. Uh, wouldn't you say that that's been the case? Yes, absolutely. Well, that the more there's kind of two parts to that answer. Um, the more I look into it, and the more I learn about the evolution of this stuff, the the critical theory that's now turned into critical race theory, um, the the inclusion of comprehensive sexual education, which is a, a horrendous stuff. I think a lot of parents are just unaware of how bad it is, mm-hmm. and the social emotional learning. I think there there's there are kind of two elements to it. One is that it's been slowly seeping into schools for years and we've just been unaware of it but i do believe that this year it has just just taken off at an accelerated rate uh so it's finally now getting on people's radar but i think it's been around and and permeating schools at an increasing uh, rate for some years now Yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, I've been reporting on this for a while, uh, but I think it has accelerated. It's it's like a it's like a uh, you know the um, uh, Rolling Stone ga- rolling down the hill. I mean, I think that's the uh, it, it's ever since last summer. Certainly, the critical race theory has been and comprehensive sex ed. They're all th- these agendas are joined. I mean, they are all are deliberately so seeming to be of one uh, of one element there. So I wanted to um, have you talk a little bit about there's so many things I could ask you about um, the testimony you recently gave at a hearing down at the Ohio State House on House Bill 327, which is the bill that prohibits divisive teaching about race in our schools. Um, tell us about you mentioned during that your testimony that you were getting anonymous tips from teachers and you even labeled them um, teacher A and so on. Start and tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, actually, that kind of grew organically out of Beechwood. So as I was talking to people, I, I, I've been around Beechwood a lot of years. I know a lot of people including some teachers and everything from law enforcement to parents and grandparents. 
And I just started putting the message out early, saying, hey, what do you know about this stuff? What's being taught in our schools? How do we do a deep dive into figuring out what the actual curriculum and, and, and the product being put in front of our kids is? Um, and very quickly, I realized that people are intimidated to speak, especially teachers. They feel like their jobs are in jeopardy. Parents feel like their kids may be harassed at school and I have examples of that and and some examples where we believe teachers have actually been fired for fighting back against critical race theory so all that stuff is it should strike fear in the hearts of all but I quickly realized that in order to be able to get information I would need to be able to provide some cover and give anonymity to the people who were um, kind of sneaking out information I call them whistleblowers and I actually pay a lot of attention to what's being done at Project Veritas. No connection or affiliation, but I yeah. like what they do and I watch mm -hmm. them. And I just tried to replicate what I see them doing, giving opportunity mm -hmm. for folks like teachers to get us information. And I started with just simply Dropbox and I would coach people who would call me on how to create a new anonymous email address, and they've been uploading information ever since. And we've gotten a lot more sophisticated since then. Wow. So you mentioned something called color of trauma. Can you describe that a little bit in Beach Wood oh, Schools? Oh, my gosh. Yes, absolutely. That thing was awful. So that, and I believe that's among the things that are posted on Protect Ohio Children uh, for anybody, um, well, either in or outside of Ohio, anybody interested in what that looks like and how it works, there's an interactive map on protectohiochildren.com um, with 613 school districts. That's the number of districts we have in the state. Each one is its own separate website with content. You can click on there and see in each school district what's happening. And I believe under, if you click on Beechwood, just uh, about 35 minutes southeast of Cleveland, Ohio. If you click on that, you should be able to see the original notice that went out. There were two speakers that were arranged, and it was a mandatory program for all middle school and senior students in Beechwood. And it talked extensively about creating activists and activism in the home and skin color and trauma of, uh, of your skin pigment and all this stuff. Wow. Um, it said it was mandatory and it said that extensive English credit would be, would be given to anybody who attends. So mm. there are a number of questions there. What the heck does this have to do with English and why is there English credit being awarded? Um, effectively, and I want to create some gleams of hope here for anybody listening and concerned about what's being done in school districts. We, we were pretty successful at fighting back. Uh, mm -hmm. We organized one in and spoke. That program was scaled back from an intended three hours to one hour. One of the two speakers, the more controversial of the two, was just she disappeared. Um, she was uh, she was supposed to speak on um, anti-racism. And if you saw her website and Facebook um, uh, messages, you'd be frightened. I wouldn't want her in front of any kids. Um, she disappeared. And effectively, eventually, the program that was actually put on after we fought back at a school board meeting was fairly innocuous with with a few looming question marks. Mm -hmm. Wow. In case you're just joining us, folks, we're talking here on Mission America Radio today with Jonathan Broadbent, who is the 
uh, regional Northeast Ohio chair uh, and leader for Protect Ohio Children and protectohiochildren.net or .com. Uh, It's an incredible resource. There's a whole video of snippets from uh, school boards all over Ohio. There is an anonymous tip line. There is an indoctrination map. So go there. And uh, Jonathan, you talked about, I want people to, we have to kind of go back to basics a lot because we want people to make sure they're checking into what we're actually saying here. Um, You said this person was going to talk about anti-racism. Just give a quick capsule capsulization as you understand it of how that term is being twisted around and what that means when they say that today. Yeah, that's a great point. Back to basics. So my interpretation, I see this fairly universally across school districts, the interpretation, the new twist on words, this anti-racism is really breaking people apart into buckets Um, Caucasians are in one class and inherently assumed to be racist from birth. So automatically, if you were a white person, you are racist and need to be re-educated. You need to be retrained from the earliest possible age and grade on how to not simply not be racist, uh, again, flying under the assumption that you're inherently racist by being white, Mm -hmm. You have to go further than not being racist. You have to become active in finding and and looking for and searching for racism and then squashing and fighting it. And you have to be activist. That's a lot of this language is is cultivated to create uh, this this race anxiety. If you're white. It means that it's pervasive and everywhere, and you're guilty inherently, and you need to sort of um, you need to come to terms with that and and fight back and look for it everywhere. And effectively, the message to anyone of color, and in particular black students, black Americans, is the whole system's stacked against you, and it's terrible. And there's just this pervasive racism that covers everything and every interaction that you have with mm-hmm. with anybody from from banking to buying a coffee at the store to groceries all white people are are inherently bad and and sinister mm-hmm. and they've manipulated the system that's that's anti-racism that's it, the yeah, whole premise and, and of it's it. go ahead no go ahead, go ahead. that was it well i was just going to say and that's a lie the whole thing is inherently deceptive from the ground up. Don't you agree? Well, I completely agree. And anybody that looks into it, and it's actually come up a number of times in these great videos that are permeating uh, at least moderate and conservative uh, media uh, of people getting up and confronting school boards, people who've looked into it even just a little bit realize that the origin of the thing is critical theory. Critical theory was was just it was kind of a mental exercise that started in um, law schools. So law schools used to look at the law through a number of different lenses to sort of test the law. And uh, they they would say in these uh, law school programs, what happens if we look at all of our our legislation and our legal systems through the lens of race mm-hmm. and um, the, or feminism, sort of or experiment with that a little bit. Right, right. I'm sorry. What? 
or feminism. I mean, they would do it through different kinds of special interest groups, I believe. Isn't that isn't that correct? We, we, we need yeah. to take a break. So we'll talk about this a little more. And you can correct me if I'm if I'm uh, off on that. But anyway, critical theory and then critical race theory. Um, and we're seeing this throughout Ohio. In case you're just joining us, friends, we're talking with Jonathan Broadbent, of, uh, who's regional chair for the Northeast Ohio area for Protect Ohio Children. And this is Linda Harvey on Mission America Radio. Stay with us. We will be right back following these messages. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. We're talking today about a new coalition in Ohio that has just really kind of grown organically in the last year and certainly uh, for the most part in the last six months called Protect Ohio Children. And I am pleased to be uh, affiliated with with that group. And we're talking today with the Northeast Ohio Chair, Jonathan Broadbent, who uh, covers uh, 204 school districts. And before the break, Jonathan, we were talking about the whole idea of critical theory than critical race theory. And I would like for you to just clarify, because I made a point and then I wasn't able to get a response from you because we ran out of time. But uh, but critical theory has been going after, and you you said something really important when we were off uh, in the break, and I want you to repeat it. Critical theory is about um, uh, looking at everything through a certain lens. And of course, the critical race theory looks through about race, but They've done it through feminism as an exercise. This was an academic exercise, but you made the point that um, this is really dangerous right now. Our, our most vulnerable point is the issue of race. And tell us, expand on that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the expectation in any law school environment is that by the time you're in law school, you're intelligent enough to be able to apply critical thinking and um, and separate uh, the wheat from the chaff, the, the fact from the fiction. And so there are all sorts of things that, that would be played around with in law school. Like you would look at all the legislation and legal action through a certain lens. Is it fair? Let's test it to see if it's fair or not and look at it through male versus female uh, look at it through um, a racial lens. Is it fair to white and uh, anybody of color, etc.? And it's sort of an academic exercise. That's really all it ever was meant to be. Is just an academic exercise. But some people get the the idea. It's actually fairly brilliant if you want to take down America of using our fault line, the weakest link in America, and which has been known for fifty plus years. Our sort of fault line is race, black and white. And it's been, we've had people who have been, like, uh, I forget his name, there's a Russian guy who defected from the KGB and said, we don't even have to come in with tanks or airplanes. All we have to do is, is take over your education system and really go after the racial divide. Yes. And that's what we're seeing. That's that focal point right now in critical race theory is that's how it's being applied and we are being attacked using that um, that leverage. So anybody who thinks that this critical race theory is going to prove beneficial to anybody is deluded and fooling themselves. Anybody who actually looks at what it means and what's being taught and the product of it and the result is it needs to be terrified. 
Yeah, right. This is Marxism, and it, and it, it will end up with fighting in the streets unless we change that. And one thing I want to make a, a quick divot, and you probably uh, have a lot to say about this too. One of the things you're starting to see with the Biden administration and then in the state departments of education as well uh, is that they are trying to push forward something, and you'll see it in schools, something called action civics. And that's where they, they are saying to uh, schools, oh, we need to not just teach kids about civics, quote unquote, and that's their new left wing version of American history, but to, to teach them to get active. They're training kids to get become left wing activists, only left wing. That's that's what that term means almost always. And it's very dangerous given the current environment. Wouldn't you agree, Jonathan? Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I've actually made the point a number of times that not only is this entire conversation should be outside of the purview of any school district, in particular public school districts, because they're using taxpayer dollars in a decidedly political way to manipulate uh, the, uh, the end result, which is how kids graduate. But I make the point using myself as a personal example. I am a former liberal, I've become conservative, and I'm a Christian. If I took those that value system and tried to plug it into schools and divert kids into believing my thought processes, I would be equally guilty. I am, I am of a thought process that is right-leaning. I believe that schools are an environment to create the whole child and create the ability to think not what to think, but to instruct children on how to think, not what to think. And yeah. it shouldn't be one or the other. And just like a political debate, it needs to be balanced. So what yeah. children are exposed to, if you're putting in their content that says you need to be activist and you need to be really far left and that's the only thing, then, then there would need to be equal content far to the right. I don't advocate for either. It really should get back to education. I think that may be too much to hope for at the moment, but Linda, if you'll, uh, if you'll allow me, I want to make a really important point, and that is you mentioned the testimony uh, that we provided uh, on Ohio House Bill 327. That uh, My fear with that is if, it's pa- if it passes and is signed, that will, people will think that the problem is solved. It won't be. Mm, that will yeah. be helpful. But it will and it will be an arrow in our quiver. It will be helpful to parents trying to fight back. But at the end of the day, the 300, uh, uh, 613 school districts in Ohio are pretty autonomous and they have a lot of their own ability to make decisions about right. um, student education. It right. is going to be up to communities to organize, learn, ask questions and fight back. We only have about a minute left. Make a quick uh, comment, if you would, about how teachers are suffering through this and how they're being forced to teach things they don't want to teach. And remember, it's about a minute. That's all we have. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there (laughs) are a lot of teachers who are sneaking out content. They are are nervous, upset. They hate this push to to the left. Uh, They're talking to their um, union heads. They're meeting resistance at every at every turn, school administration, union heads, even some other teachers. But uh, there are a lot of teachers out there who would love to be able to just simply get back to content. 
Yes. Wouldn't that be great? Jonathan, uh, thank you so much. Give us the website again for Protect Ohio Children. Yeah, it's protectohiochildren.com or .net. They both direct to the same place. Hit the website. If you have information, contact us. If you're a teacher or a student, anybody with uh, questions or if you have um, uh, whistleblower information, get in touch with us. We want to share that and put light on the darkness. Oh, thank you. God bless you for what you're doing. You are a, a great leader for, for our group and uh, so, so happy that you're involved. Friends, do get involved and keep on top of this because we can do something about the public schools. Remember that we have to continue to work on the public schools because they are forming the citizens of this country, even if you have kids who are homeschooled or Christian schools. But don't give up. Just remember that with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day.